Hello, my friends, kingdom builders and kingdom connectors, and everyone who is about the Father's business. Welcome to another edition of the Living Word Mind of Conception podcast. Please remember to subscribe to our podcast so that we can stay connected, continue to communicate, and to contribute to one another's life. So let's begin our journey right now. And we want to try to make those uh, available for everyone. And so uh, we talked about a lot of things about the operation of the Holy Spirit, how that the first message that John the Baptist preached was that he come to preach repentance, but then there was come one coming that was mightier than him, that the first thing that he was going to do is he was going to baptize you in the Holy Spirit and in fire. So we talked about, again, when we talk about what is just normal uh, Christianity is many times is what most people would call, you know, being radical, you know, uh, you know, baptized in the fire, right? Full of the spirit of God. And you'll find out that sometimes people act like that is being a radical Christian. You know, you're just a radical fireball Christian. But if the, re- the reality of that, folks, is this is that that's just normal Christianity, being true disciples of the Lord. And that the first thing that John the Baptist said in John 3 was that when Jesus comes, he's going to baptize you in the Holy Ghost and in fire. So that's just the very beginning of the gospel. Jesus hadn't done any miracles. He hadn't done any great works, any, any wonderful thing. But the first thing that he told him is that he would be baptized in the Holy Spirit and in fire. So we got to get that down because if, if we think that what we're doing is something super radical and just off the chart, then we won't really flow with the spirit of God the way we're supposed to flow with the spirit of God. So let's go ahead and look here tonight in John chapter number four and verse 23 and 24. What we said, very first thing we said is that God is a spirit, right? And he wants to work through your spirit. So I can't really know God the right way unless I am knowing him through what he has declared and revealed about himself, right? And we're going to find that again. Again, I appreciate that, Sister Veronica, I've seen that. And definitely use your chat functions, all the things that we can use in order to continue to communicate with each other. But John chapter number four, the gospel of John chapter number four, and verse 23 and 24, a very familiar passage of scripture. People have quoted it. You know, they've preached it, everything else. Well, let's take a look at it. Let's take a deep dive in, into it tonight and see what the word of God says about this. And so Jesus speaking here, and he says this, he says, but the hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the father in spirit and in truth. Did you see that? For God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Okay. And so, so let's one more time, John 4, 23, 24, but the hour cometh and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the father in spirit and in truth for the father seeketh such to worship him. That's going to be key. God is a spirit. Now you got to, you got to 
highlight that, circle it, put stars by it, whatever you got to do to get that emphasis of that. God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So that tells me right away that if I don't understand how the spirit operates, I cannot actually function with God. What God is looking for from each one of his people is for us to worship in spirit and in truth. The good thing about that is, is that the Holy Spirit job, one of his main jobs is to lead you, to lead you and I and guide us into all truth. So he's going to tell you the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So he's not going to listen. And, and as we move on to this tonight, it's going to help somebody because the Holy Spirit is not going to tell you what you want to hear. The Holy Spirit is going to tell you the truth. That is good news, folks. And why is that so important? I'm going to tell you one reason why that's so important is because the reality is this, is that people say, have you ever heard people say uh, the truth hurts? Have you ever heard that before? Well, God showed me something about that. He said, it's not the truth that hurts because over and over in the scripture, you'll find out. He says that the truth shall make you free, right? You know, if you continue in the word, then are you his disciples? Indeed, you'll know the truth and the truth will make you free. So we've said that I've said it in the past. Oh, the truth hurts. Actually, the truth itself does not hurt. What hurts is because the truth is going to confront what we have accepted as truth that was not truth. Because when the truth comes, it makes you confront what is real and what is not real, what is good and what is not good, what is truly of God and what is not of God, right? So when somebody tells you uh, the truth about, as you know, as it's been said, when they tell you the truth about yourself, it hurts because you have to now confront Whatever you have been allowing to inspire or to shape your life and get it corrected. So the truth comes to liberate. The truth comes actually to make you free. So I have to be willing to accept the truth. Now, here's the thing about that. The spirit of the Lord is always going to lead you and guide you into all truth. Folks, it's a good day when God is talking to you because it doesn't matter what he's talking to you about. If he's talking to you, he's going to lead you into the truth and he's going to and the truth is going to bring about a freedom and a liberty in your life. Folks, now watch this. It's it's not. Let me say it like this way. He says, God is a spirit, right? And if we're going to worship him, we got to worship him how? According to the word of God, we got to worship him in spirit and in truth. So I cannot bring, uh, bring, br I cannot present myself, uh, oh, help me to say this the right way. If I'm going to be a true worshiper of God, I, can I can't be putting on a show. You, you understand what I'm saying? In other words, who I am and what I am has to be, there has to be an integrity and an honor of who I really am before God. And, and I can't come before God putting on airs. You know what I mean? Trying to put on a show and trying to be something that I'm not. 
because the Holy Spirit is only going to deal with truth. <laughs> and folks, that's why some folks can't really grow with God because they don't want to deal with truth. But that's the only thing the Holy Spirit is going to deal with. He's going to lead you and guide you into all truth. So if I'm going to be a true worshiper of God, I got to worship him in spirit and in truth. In other words, let's just break it down plain. Can I just break it down to you plain tonight? That means if there's something wrong in my life, whatever's going on, whatever it is, I have to get to a place where I just admit it and quit it. Don't I, I can't point the finger at anybody else for my issues. Can't point the finger or blame anybody else for where I'm not in my life. Can't blame it on my parents. Can't blame it on my spouse. Can't blame it on, well, if I didn't have these children or whatever, I can't, I can't blame anything on anybody else. The only thing I got to do is deal with, allow the Holy Spirit to truly deal with me. Now, that's a hard thing for a lot of people because we like to do just like Adam and Eve did all the way back in the garden. We want to blame somebody else. I mean, we're not going there tonight, but I just let me use this as an example because the Holy Spirit's going to deal with truth. He's going to lead you and guide you into all truth. And he's also going to help you worship the, the Lord in spirit and in truth, according to John chapter four, verse 23 and 24. Why? Because God is seeking such to worship him in spirit and in truth. Somebody say, well, I don't know. I don't know what God wants. Well, here's one of the things that God wants. He wants you to be a true worshiper and he wants you to be a true worshiper in the sense that you are worshiping him in spirit and in truth. So again, I can't be, for lack of a better word to say it, I can't be fake. You can't really serve God and worship God and just be, be fake, right? You, you putting on a show. You're not really what you say you are, right? And you know, you, you know, uh, uh, okay, slow down preacher. Cause I, I, so much stuff is running through me right now. And that's deals with the true spiritual giftings of God. Watch what I'm saying. Because the first person that the Lord is going to deal with is, is you. When you're really being led by the spirit of God, God's going to deal with you first before he uses you to deal with anybody else. And that's something that I've come to find out in the body of Christ that people don't like to deal with. They like to jump on and say, God's called me to a ministry. And I'm not saying he hasn't. And God's told me this, do this and do that. Now, I'm not saying he hadn't told you any of that. But what I've learned is that God is going to work in you first, both the will and to do of his good pleasure. Because of what I've seen over these almost 30 years of, 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 of being saved and over tw almost 20 uh, whatever, 28 years, 27 years of ministry is that people jump out there, they get a zeal, they get fired up and they start just trying to do all these things for God, but they don't work on themselves. So five years in, six years in, they was preaching up a storm, blazing a trail, and now they're not even hardly serving the Lord. What happened? God did not change. What happened is they didn't deal with truth. They didn't allow God to get them in the secret place, so to speak, and deal with the issues that they really had on the inside. See, in other words, glory to God, we're going to try to move on. But in other words, if I'm going to be a successful believer, 
then I have to allow God to deal with me from the inside out. Just doing works and just being a blessing and just fulfilling this or fulfilling that or, 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 or being a great minister or ministry or whatever is not going to be what God is really looking for. What God is really looking for is for you and I to bear the character of a child of God. In other words, his same character, his same nature, right? Everything that he is, we become. And folks, neither one of us, ne'er, not as we like to say, not narrow one of us can do that unless we deal with the truth. That is the truth of who we really are when no one else is looking. The truth of why or what is the true motivation of why we're doing what we're doing? What is really motivating us to do what we call God's will? You know, what we think, believe is God's will. What's motivating us? And as we go down tonight, what as what's, if, if it's not love that's motivating us, then folks, you got you. You really have the wrong motive. If it's anything but number one, love for God. And then secondly, love for God's creation. If, if, that's, if those two things are not the motivation for why you do what you do when it comes to the gospel and kingdom building and all that, folks, we got, you got the whole, you got a, the wrong motive. And we got a lot because the Holy Spirit will deal with you and he will bring you to that place. Now, that's if you really belong to him. So, so let's move on because some folks, amen. You know, I wonder, I'm just, just me now. I'm just, I'm just talking. I wonder if some folks really do belong to him because folks can be in ministry. They can have a whole platform, a whole thing going on, but just as, just as mean, just as unfriendly, just as, just as nasty attitude as you could ever. And, and, and you're like, how can they be doing all of this and, and be just so, just so uh, disagreeable about everything mad about everything, just not, you know, well, this is what, you know, so I'm, I'm wondering what God they serving because the God I serve, he deals, he deals with, with glory to God. I didn't get ahead of myself. So, so we're going to worship the Lord. We got to worship him in spirit and in truth. All right. So how, how are we going to do that? I said something earlier. I said, the love of God is the key. The love of God is the key. So go with me, if you will, to Romans chapter number five. Glory to God. Romans chapter number five and verse number five. That's where we're going to go next. If the Romans chapter number five and verse number five. Let's see what the Bible says here about the Holy Ghost. Right now you say, well, you're talking about developing your spiritual senses. Why are you talking about the love of God? Why are you talking about worship? Because again, in order for me to truly develop my spiritual senses, first of all, I got to be a servant of God. Got to be a worshiper of God. I must be one that have received and yielded to and submitted to the spiritual agency of the Holy Spirit that God wants to use in the earth to transform the earth. Folks, on the day of Pentecost, when that spirit of God came, it transformed those 120 and it's been transforming people ever since. <laughs> and it's going to continue to do that. So watch what he says here. And just for the sake of time and trying to be uh, timely tonight, let's go here and read it. Just one verse and hope maketh not ashamed. Why? 
because the love of God is shed abroad in our heart. How? By the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. So the Spirit of God brings the love of God. And the Spirit of God will shed abroad the love of God in your heart by the Spirit of God, right? And so if I'm not submitted to the Spirit of God and not under his leadership and authority and his guidance, I may not be able to truly walk in the love of God. On the other side of that coin, if I do have the true spirit of God, the true spirit of God is going to shed the love of God in my heart. And love is definitely the key to spiritual development. Folks, when we really love God the way we're supposed to love God, then we'll love people the way God loves them. That means we're going to love them regardless if they if they treat you right. I'm giving say some stuff now. I'm talking about developing your spiritual senses. Or if they treat you wrong, you still going to do right by them, not necessarily because of them, but because of the love you have for God. And because you have that love for God, you're going to treat them the way God tells you to treat them, regardless of how they treating you. Oh, can somebody say amen tonight? I know that's a little tough right there, but we going to, like I said, the Holy Spirit ain't going to tell you nothing but the truth. And he's not going to tell you always what sounds good, what feels good, and what what appeals to the human nature. Uh, Glory to God. But he's going to always tell you the truth. Glory to God. And so part of that truth is that you have to bless those that curse you. Lord, have mercy. I feel the anointing coming on me. Now, this good stuff. Now, I didn't have this in my notes when I started getting prepared for tonight. But I want to go to uh, Matthew chapter number five. See, I'm going to tell you what the Holy Spirit is going to tell you. So why? Because the love of God is shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost. So I have to yield. Mm, mm, mm. Don't, Don't start preaching here, preacher. I have to yield to the Spirit of God and that love that the Spirit of God gives in order for me to stay obedient to the Lord. In particularly, when people are not necessarily treating you the same way you are treating them by the Spirit of God. You're trying to be patient. You're trying to be uh, kind. You're trying to be gentle, so on and so forth. And you're flowing like that. But sometimes you sometimes it's not reciprocal. So you're saying, well, man, Lord, I'm, I'm treating these people good, but they treat me like like, you know, uh, 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 whatever. So but then what what am I going to do? Well, the love of God will constrain me. The love of God will put guardrails all and, and over around my mind, glory to God, and around my emotions, and it will constrain me to make sure that I'm constantly still going to do what he wants me to do and not what my flesh wants to do. Because I've been there just like everybody else, because your flesh wants to Amen. Glory to God. Retaliate. And and so 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 kind of, if you will, get people off your back and, and, and fix situations. But if I do that, then I'm not getting God's blessing in order to keep me advancing and developing in my spiritual walk with God. Glory to God. Amen. So, uh, Lord, have mercy. 
Let's go to Matthew chapter number five. And I want to look here at uh, verse number 43. And we're going to just read some verses here. So let's keep on moving here tonight. Glory to God. He said, you have heard that it has been said, thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thy enemy. But I say unto you, love your enemies. Lord, have mercy. See, we didn't we did lost half, half the folks in the church right there. Come on. Now, this is what Jesus said. Now, he said, love your enemies. Now, 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 you know, and just like I know, sometimes it's hard to love your own family members. But now you talking about I got to love my enemies. Hold up, God. <laughs> can, I, can we just talk about that? You know, hold on, God. Love my enemies. Well, see, without the spirit of God shed abroad in your heart, that's impossible. But since you've been born of the same DNA of the father now, now it is possible for you to love people that hate you. You can love them. Now, you can't love them through your own ability, but you can love them through the spirit of God. Now, but here's, he says, love your enemies, bless them, Lord have mercy, that curse you. So when they curse you, what you supposed to do? You supposed to bless them and do good to them that hate you. Come on, somebody. And pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. Now you're looking at that and saying, wait a minute. That seems like I'm on the losing end. But no, no, no. That's not the losing end. That's the end that gets the ability and the grace and the favor and the power of God to continue to increase and grow in your life. And God going to take you through that test and through that trial. And he's getting ready to bring you out to a wealthy place. Glory to God. Because notice what he says. If you do that now, 5 and 45, that you may be the children of your father, which is in heaven. For he maketh the sun to rise on the evil and on the good, and sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust. We're talking about developing your spiritual senses now. I said love is the key. For if you love them which love you, what reward have you? Now that's going to be important. Do not even the publicans the same? And if you salute your brethren only, what do you more than others? Do not even the publicans so? Be ye therefore perfect, even as your father which is in heaven, is perfect. Now notice this. He says, if you love those only that love you, what reward do you get? Now this is important, as I'm telling you. The love of God is the key to spiritual development. Notice what God says. When you love those that hate you, the inference of this scripture is there's a reward for loving and blessing and, 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 and uh, again, what he says, praying for them, he said, there's a reward for loving those who bless, uh, uh, loving those who hate you, blessing those that curse you and, and praying for those that despitefully use you. Because in verse 46 uh, uh, shows you the, in reference, there's a reward for that. Cause watch what he says. For if you love them, which love you, what reward have you? See, that's a question. He's telling you, if you love those that love you, what reward is in that? He said, even the, uns even the publicans do that. But my children, I've given, I'm going to reward them for loving them, loving those 
that hurt them and hate them and use them. So when you and I walk in love, folks, Lord have mercy. The favor of God will always increase in your life and God will begin to reward you in ways that you would never, ever even imagine. Why? Because God set it up that way. Because you know what you're doing when, when you bless those that curse you? You know what you're doing when you pray for those that despitefully use you? You know what you're doing when you love those that hate you? You are acting just like your father in heaven. And he says, yes, I know it's hard, daughter. I know it's tough, son, but I'm getting ready to bless you. I'm getting ready to lift you up. I'm getting ready to raise you up. I'm getting ready, glory to God, to set you on top because you act, you, you, you treated your enemies and those that came against you the same way I would have treated them. And for that, I'm going to lift you up into a wealthy place. Glory to God. So the love of God, the love of God is shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Ghost. So without that Holy Spirit, without that spirit, without us receiving that spirit, we cannot let that, that love can't, can't flow in us because that is the key. So let's this, now watch this. I said, we have to receive, we must receive the spirit of God. Go with me to first Corinthians chapter number two. Now first Corinthians Chapter number two, we must receive the spirit of God. Why? Because, I mean, he, he's not only bringing the power, he's not only bringing the gifts, but he's bringing the love of God. He's bringing us a supernatural ability through the love of God that we would not otherwise be able to do. Folks, I'm telling you, this is so important for, for many people in the body of Christ to get. And many people in the body of Christ don't have that. They have not allowed the Holy Spirit to fill their hearts to the place where the love of God is controlling us. And you're going to find out. I, God gave me this revelation one time. He said, son, the love of God is what makes people actually develop in their spiritual gifts. Why? Because watch this real quickly. We're going to we're going to get to this as we go forward in this teaching. But when you have a when you have the true love of God in you. It's going to push you to a place of compassion to want to be able to give, you know, just to give of yourself to be a blessing to someone else. But again, just like, oh Lord, I said Minister Veronica, just like Veronica said earlier, you and I cannot give what we do not have. So the love of God will cause you to seek God. In such a way, to such a depth that the gifts of the spirit starts working in you. Why? Not because you're trying to impress people, but because you love God and you love people. So now you want to be able to be used in any capacity that is needed to meet the needs of those that are hurting. That's what I'm telling you. People talking about the spiritual gifts. If it's not the love that's motivating you, there's two, two things that some people don't have the love to the point where it's not motivating them for spiritual gifts. Now, and then on the other side of that, some folks is trying to get the gifts to operate, but they don't have the love. Folks, but if you, if you have the love, if you have the passion and the love for God, it will cause them gifts to develop in your life. Why? Because you're saying, God, I need to get closer to you. I need to understand you more. I need to really know who you are. God, I need to know what I have the capability of doing. 
Why? Because first of all, I love you. And because I love you, I feel your compassion and your heart for the people that I, that you send me to minister to. I feel the same compassion for them that you feel for them. Does that make sense to you tonight? Glory to God. All right. First Corinthians chapter number two, verse, uh, let's, let's, you know, glory to God. All of this is good, but let's just start at verse number nine. First Corinthians chapter number two, verse number nine, real quickly. But as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have it entered into the heart of man, the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. But God hath revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yet the deep things of God. Come on. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save or accept the spirit of man, which is in him. Even so, the things of God knoweth no man, but the spirit of God. Now here's the good part. Well, it's all good, but here, here, here's what I want to emphasize on tonight. Now we have received not the spirit of the world. So we did receive a spirit, but not the one of the world, but the spirit, which is of God that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Now we could keep on reading, but I don't want to keep reading on tonight. I don't want to read more down, but I want you to understand what I'm saying to you. So God, when you are born again, believer, God wants you to want you to receive of his spirit. And he wants you to receive so you can freely know the things that are given to us of God. Folks, it's not a mystery. You understand what I'm saying? And it's not uh, mystical and so hard to understand, but it's, 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 it's just receiving the operation of the Holy Spirit in your life from God. And again, he is called the spirit of truth. He's going to lead you and guide you into all truth. So he's never going to tell you and I anything that is outside the parameter of his word because he says, sanctify them by thy word and thy word is truth, right? He says, sanctify us by the truth, by his word. So if you're hearing something that does not agree with the word of God, it is not the Holy Spirit. So if God plainly says something in the word, but then you say, well, something told me I can do this, but the word of God says, plainly that you can't do that. That was not the spirit of God. He's not going to tell you something that is not in the word. So, but he says, you don't have to receive the spirit of the world. You don't have to fear. You don't have to have bondage. You don't have to have fear and insecurity, but you can have the same spirit of God. So we can, you, you and I can know the things that are freely given to us of God. All right. Did y'all catch that tonight? Glory to God. So watch this. Amen. Praise God. All of this is so good, but I want to, I want to get to this here. Uh, let's go, if you will, to Romans chapter number eight, real quickly, Romans chapter number eight and verse number 14, Romans chapter number eight, real, verse number 14, real quickly tonight. And we want to show you this as well. Again, receive the spirit of the Lord. Don't make it a hard thing, folks. It's not difficult. If you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and apply the blood over your heart by faith, 
then the gift of the Holy Spirit is unto you and to your children and to as many as are far off, as many as the Lord our God shall call. It's not based upon anybody being super spiritual. See, and it's not based upon whether you Pentecostal or not. That ain't got anything to do with it. It's got to do with have you received the truth of God's word. That simple, folks. That simple. See, we make this stuff hard because we we put ourselves in categories. You know, well, I'm this, I'm that, I'm I'm this denomination, I'm that denomination, and so this is what. And then let's just go with the truth. You can be whatever denomination you want to be, but let's get the word of God, right? And so you, if you want to call yourself, that's fine. But if it's in the word of God and it's a promise to me, then I want it. I don't care if I'm whatever denomination you call yourself. If it's in the word of God and it's promised to me as a believer, I'm a believer. So I want what God said. Amen. So you got to get, get, be weary sometimes of those folks that say, well, I know that's in the Bible, but we, we are this certain group. So we don't believe all of that. What? What? So you go, let let me, let me get off of that right there. All right. So Romans chapter number eight. Verse number 14, real quickly, for as many as are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Did you see that? Romans chapter eight, verse 14, for as many as are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, no fear, right? But you have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father, glory to God. The spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, we'll stop here at 17, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. What am I saying? So when you are born again, when you give your life to Jesus, You are no longer under a spirit of bondage of fear. No more fear has to be in your life. I don't care what's coming on the earth. Folks, folks, Lord have mercy. I want to get there tonight. There's all kind of stuff that is going to be coming on the earth in the last days. Glory to God. So, uh, and man has no answers because they, let, let me just put it like this. God is the answer. So if you and I don't understand this, then we will be tossed to and fro with every time something new comes. Oh, now there's a, a this now there's this situation. Now there's that situation. Now there's a new variant. Now there's another problem. Now folks, you there's no end to that. And because we are in the last days, God has to raise up a people that know what God said and are under the love of God, where it says you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. You don't have to fear anything. That's only if the spirit of God has been shed abroad in your heart. Now, let me say this, and I'm going to wrap it up here in just a minute. If the spirit of God has been shed abroad in your heart, God's talking to you from the inside out. And yes, outwardly, everything looks bad. Outwardly, it don't look like a good situation. Outwardly, it looks like we lose it. But if you listen to God's spirit, he's going to guide you into all truth. And he says, you don't have to fear. I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to protect you. I'm going to keep you. Glory to God. 
I'm going to be your shield. I'm going to be your covering. I'm going to, I'm going to lead you beside the quiet waters. I'm going to keep, I'm going to provide for you. Even in the time of famine, the righteous shall be satisfied with bread. I'll make sure that you will never go without. Glory to God, somebody say amen. I mean, that's how God, that's how good he is. Lord have mercy. So, so he says, you don't have to receive the spirit of bondage again to fear. So when the Holy Spirit comes in you, he begins to shed that love in your heart. First of all, you know how much he loves you. And because he loves you, you can love him because he first loved you. And now you know and have come to believe and to know the love that God has for you. Folks, this is not just in your mind. This is in your total being. You may not even be able to explain it with all of the great good words and good communicating words, but in your total being, you are absolutely convinced and persuaded that nothing will separate you from the love of God. Not angels, not principalities, nor height, nor death, nor any other thing can separate you. Glory to God from the love of God. I pray that you get there in your walk with the Lord. Now, how, what is that? And last one tonight. What does that have to do with developing your spiritual senses? Well, folks, I'm going to tell you that has a lot to do with developing your spiritual senses. So last verse tonight is 1 Corinthians chapter number 14. Glory to God. So God told me this. He said, he said again, he said, the love of God is what's going to make you, what's going to make people pursue the gifts of God. And, and, and I was like, Lord, what are you saying? He says, son, the reason why a lot of the gifts are not operating in the church and that the church is not the building, the church is the people. He said, because the love has not been shed abroad in their heart by the Holy Ghost. See, it's one thing to talk about the love of God, right? I mean, people talk about the love of God and that's fine. But I'm talking about when the Holy Spirit puts that love in you, it's going to make you, first of all, pursue God, number one. <laughs> he said, that's, a, that's number one. Your whole life is about, is about pursuing God. Uh, Veronica was sharing it earlier. She don't realize, but, you know, your, your vocation is first. What, what you're called to do by God. So my occupation and my location, watch this quickly. My occupation is just to support my vocation. And what see, church people, a lot of times we got it backwards. We're doing everything else, trying to get ahead in life, you know, trying to succeed, trying to have success. And we're doing all these things and we're working all these hours, but it seems like we still can't get ahead. Well, because when you belong to him, he said it very plainly. He said, seek first the kingdom of God first. First, the kingdom, seek the kingdom first and God's righteousness. And then everything else should be secondary. Now he don't, he don't say don't do nothing else, but the kingdom should be first. And for many believers, the sad thing about it is for many believers, the kingdom's not first. I mean, they fit God in when, when they can. I tell you, the spirit's going to just tell you the truth. They just fit God in when they can. And they say, I don't know why I'm going through all this stuff. And, and it's really simple. I'm not trying to make light of anybody's circumstances or situation, but it's really simple. You, 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 you just fit God in when you can. Other than that, you, he's not your priority. 
His word is not your priority. Doing his will is not your priority. You just fit him in when you can. And that's why everything's backwards. Instead of being set up with blessing, you upset because everything's black backwards. Everything's out of alignment. Lord have mercy. I'm talking to somebody tonight. Glory to God. I don't know who it may be, but somebody had to hear this because like I said, the spirit of God's only going to tell you the truth. He's not going to tell you. He's not going to put no fluff on it. He's not going to, you know, try to make it, you know, he's not trying to tickle nobody's ears because he's going to guide us into all truth and the truth is what makes us free. Are y'all with me tonight? So let's, let's wrap this up right here. Praise God. And now we're going to first uh, Corinthians chapter number 14 and just one verse, verse number one. Now you can go on and read the rest of that. It talks about speaking in tongues and prophesying and all of the gifts of the spirit. Uh, chapter 13 talks about the love of God. And this is something good to do. And chapter 12 talks about all the different gifts of the spirit. And then it goes in right into chapter 13, about right in the middle of 14 and 12, love, talking about the love of God. And then he picks it up here at verse number four, chapter 14 and verse number one. So you got real quick. Let me try to make this as plain as I can. First Corinthians chapter 12, 13, and 14. You're going to see how he talks about the spiritual gifts, the working of the Holy Spirit in the church, the different gifts. And then right chapter 13, he talks about the love of God. He said, you can do all that stuff, but if you don't have love, then it, it amounts to nothing. And then, and then verse chapter 14 goes a little bit further, talking about prophesying and all of that. But I want to pick up one verse. He says, follow after love, or King James says charity, but he says, follow after love and desire spiritual gifts, but rather that you may prophesy. Now notice that he says, follow after or pursue love. And if you pursue love, there will be a desire for spiritual gifting. And that's what many people have not done. They have not pursued the fact that they are trying to love God with all, right? And when I'm talking about loving God with all, he says, love the Lord your God. This is the first commandment. Uh, love, hero Israel, the Lord your God is one God. And you shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart all of your soul, all of your mind, all of your strength, and you should love your neighbor as yourself. That is the greatest commandment in the law, right? And so if I'm pursuing that, then that means I'm going to do what God wants, even if I'm not necessarily understanding everything that's going on. Oh, Lord, have mercy. But how many people, now don't, you don't have to... Uh, out yourself or anything, but how many people are trying to fix things in their life and God gets put on the back burner? You know what I mean? You understand what I mean by that? God gets put on the sideline. God, I got to fix this. Got to fix my bills. Got to fix my home situation. Uh, got to fix my relationship. Got to fix my marriage. Got to fix this. Got to fix that. I'm trying to fix all this stuff. And God just gets put on the side. And then, you know, we try to fit God in when we can. Folks, I'm just telling you, trying to, trying to communicate with you. I'm telling you, that's not going to work. Whether it's marriage, whether it's finances, whether it's relationships, whether it's your calling, whether it's your ministry, whatever it is, you got to get to a place where God has number one priority in your daily routine. Yes, you get up and go to work, but why don't you call upon the name of the Lord? 
Why don't you uh, meditate in the word of God? Come on now. Why don't you uh, put the worship on? Why don't you Why don't you uh, meditate on what God's saying, right? Uh, why don't you surround yourself in the presence of God, right? Yeah, because the, the folks, all that other stuff is going to fade away. All that other stuff is going to pass away. So whoever you are, glory to God, I want to encourage you to make that commitment to the Lord, right? Make that commitment to the point where you're not making God just uh, an afterthought. And if you you that are, again, watching on YouTube tonight and on Facebook Live, you, you see the QR code that we have up on the screen and you can scan that QR code. And it will if you want to make that commitment and dedication to the Lord and someone will get in contact you to send your information, fill it out and you can get uh, encouragement and strengthening uh, again, taking the next step to walk with the Lord. I'm going to tell you how important that is. And listen, we're doing all these things because, again, the gospel has to continue to go forward regardless. Right. So I would encourage you to, to com- make that commitment to the Lord. Let God's love be shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Spirit and begin to walk this journey of faith. Uh, and it, it will be the best decision that you have ever made in your life. So would you, if you do that, and we thank you for doing that, for those that have done that tonight, glory to God, we appreciate you. We're, we're going to be glad to hear from you in the near future. But folks, what I want to share with you tonight is that's, that's where we're at. That's where we got to walk at, right? Let the Holy Spirit have his rightful place in your life. And you, you don't have to necessarily be in a building to do this. You can do this is a daily walk, a daily walk in the spirit, right? A daily walk of letting God transform you and change you. How many people have ever known some folks like that, that, you know, how, how can you have such a different attitude when I see you uh, in the community? You don't even want to talk to me. But in the church, you know, in a church house, you shouting and dancing and screaming and shouting and speaking in tongues and running around the church. But then I see you at the Walmart and you don't even hardly want to look at me. What's, what's going on there? Folks, let the love of God be shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost. And that's all good. Amen. Because we're going to love you regardless. Because I found out the key. Uh, can I just say that to you? I found out the secret, amen, of, of living a blessed life. And, and folks... When you live that way, one of the other things it's going to do is going to give you the, a peace that you ain't got to always be looking over your shoulder like, well, who I did wrong today? Or who did I have a bad attitude with? Or who did I, you know, whatever the case may be, you know, uh, I, I'm just because why? Because I'm not looking for any person or anybody to be my blessing, but I'm looking to the Lord himself to be the one that blesses me. Amen. All right. Well, God bless you all tonight. Amen. And we just, again, want to acknowledge those that are on. Uh, If you have something that you would like to share with the group tonight before we close the line, uh, you can use the chat function uh, or raise your hand with the chat function as well. Uh, Just different different things you can do in order to uh, praise God, uh, you know, communicate with us tonight. And so again, uh, we see Elder Thurston on there as well. I know he's on the phone as well, uh, iPhone 2. 
I think that's Lady Tamara. Glory to God. Sister Alicia, God bless you tonight. Sister Taylor Preston again. Uh, also, I see something that says fire tablet. Amen. God bless you all tonight as well. And then Sister Martha. Amen. So Alicia said, what is that? And will. God bless you, Pastor. And will. Oh, okay. <laughs> Praise God. Uh, again, Elder Mitchell, thank you. Uh, Sister Linda Chapman, thank you so much. Uh, uh, Brother and Sister Vaughn, let me let me get them to unmute real quickly. Amen. Brother and Sister Vaughn, are you there real, are there in Jacksonville, Florida? I know it's probably getting late over there. God bless you all tonight. How are you doing? Blessed and highly favored. Blessed and highly favored. Yes, yes. Well, praise the Lord. We hope you have enjoyed the podcast today. We encourage you to stay connected by subscribing to this podcast, as well as our weekly newsletter at www.livingwordcorsicana.org. Also, we invite you to join our national video call on the Zoom app. Our personal room number is 931-432-8488. And the passcode is the number two. Listen, God bless you. Have a supernatural day. And we hope to contribute and communicate with you soon. Mm -hmm.